When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Mike Conti. Giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station. As we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome on in to the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, joined as always by the head honcho, Mike Conti. And Mike, as they used to say, this is a very special episode of Blossom. This is a very special episode of the Off Air Podcast. One topic, because there's only one thing to talk about today, and that is 92.9 The Game's brand spanking new morning show which was announced yesterday at 4 p.m on the dot on dukes and bell when we welcomed in mike johnson and bo morgan and tiffany blackman needed to make sure i got all those right off the top of my head they will be and into this please yes (laughs) and dylan matthews producing the program and they will be representing the station's new morning show which will begin soon so mike i i know i knew you'd appreciate that so mike before we talk about the future of the program i want to talk about the process leading up to it first of all as a brand manager how would you describe the process of finding out what you wanted your new morning show to sound like for the radio station well let's back up and you know kind of examine why we made the move that we made because mm-hmm. Hugh Douglas came to us a couple months ago and indicated that um, he really wanted to um, attend to some family. Um, when I say family matters, that sounds negative. Like he has family in Philadelphia and he wants to be close to them. Also the name uh, of a great 90s sitcom. Really great. Yeah, very, very, very true. Love that. Uh, and, and kind of like uh, Urkel. You know, uh, Hugh was a very reliable fixture at this radio station that everyone loved, like Urkel. And, uh, you know, like Urkel, um, Hugh has a lot of things going on that he wanted <laughs> to uh, take care of in, in another town, like Urkel. So, uh, um, you know, Hugh came to us a couple months ago. He said, look, uh, I have a chance to move back to Philadelphia, uh, our sister station, in Philadelphia has uh, expressed an interest in, in hiring him. Hugh was under contract with us. What can we work out? Of course, we wanted Hugh to have the opportunity to, to uh, be with his son in Philadelphia. We were never going to stop him from being close to his family. So that created um, an instance where we then had to examine how did we want to move forward with our morning show. By the way, before you continue, I want to give you and the entire Odyssey family kudos for that because that is not something that often happens in radio. Usually it's the opposite. Usually you have to leave your family behind, travel all across the country to make your bones in this industry, and uh, to be able to afford you that opportunity I think is a great thing, not only for him but for you guys as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that's a testament to our big boss, Rick Caffey. I mean, he he really gets it. He's he's a good man to work for because he knows what's important in life. And and family is what's most important. And I'm glad that we were able to work together with 
Rod Lake in, uh, up in Philadelphia and finding a solution that worked best for Hugh. Uh, we did not want to lose Hugh. We didn't want to lose John and Hugh. John and Hugh are uh, have been a great pairing for us that our audience loves. And I think, you know, some of the reaction that you've probably seen over the last day or two uh, as it pertains to John is confirmation of that, that uh, we had a really special morning show and, and we did not want to lose it. We did not want to lose Hugh, but we wanted to do right by Hugh. Hugh has given us a lot over the last, I think almost 10 years now mm. uh he's given us a lot and you know we didn't want to hold him hostage to a contract if he felt the need to be with his family in philadelphia so all that being said when we lost you then we had to kind of evaluate the the direction of where we wanted to go with our morning show and um you know i felt we had an opportunity to do something different um you know i think it, as is the case with anything in life, whether it's a radio station or a relationship or a career or a sport that you play or a hobby or anything, you can't just maintain, okay? You're either going to get better or worse. You, you can't just maintain. And I didn't want to maintain the status quo anymore. I wanted to try to do something different. So... That's how we got to the point where we made the decision that um, it was time to do something new with the morning show. And then that triggered the process of going out and trying to find the right combination. And that that was not a quick and easy process either. We talked to a lot of people. Um, it was important to me that everyone we talked to had an Atlanta connection I did not want to bring in people from outside the market to tell us how to feel. Um, you know, I think there are instances where you can bring in people from outside the market. They can be very, very entertaining and you can pair them with someone who, who is a local, if you will, and it can be very, very magical. But it was, it was important for me to identify people who are very, very passionate about this city, the teams that play in the city. Uh, and, um, the issues that are important to us here in Atlanta. And that goes beyond sports. I mean, that goes like, you're going to hear discussions on this morning show about whether or not it's appropriate to wear white after Labor Day Love or, it. or if it's okay to have brown liquor during the summer. <laughs> you know, these, yes. are important, these are important issues to us in Atlanta, right? Uh, you know, uh, can we play Frisbee uh, golf at Piedmont park before St. Patrick's day, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of those topics, but I wanted to make sure that we had an assemblage of people that could speak credibly on that. And then finally, I wanted to make sure that we had a mix of people that reflected the composition of our audience. We have a very, very diverse audience with this radio station. We have a lot of men who listen to us. We have a lot of women who listen to us. We have a lot of African-Americans. We have a lot of uh, different ethnic groups. We have a lot of Caucasians. We have a lot of old people. We have a lot of young people. We, we got a, a call yesterday on Dukes and Bell from an eight-year-old Falcons fan who wanted to right. talk about the free agency moves. So and it was a young girl named Emily, for that matter. Love it. That's great. I, I love hearing that. I mean, that, that actually really pumps me up to hear something like that. I didn't How about that? That's great. Um, so we have we have a very diverse audience because we live in a very diverse area, and I want our air staff to reflect 
the composition of our audience. So that's why we have female voices, not just in Morning Drive, but across the radio station. That's why we have female voices. That's why we have, um, you know, a wide variety of old people, young people, mostly people from here, but some people who are not from here, uh, people of very different uh, religious backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds, political backgrounds, because that's our audience. I, I want our audience to be reflected in what we present to them. So I think we were very, very fortunate to find a combination of three people for the morning show that reflect the diversity of our audience. But we didn't hire them because of that. We hired them because they're going to be really entertaining and really funny. Mm. And again, it just goes back to our mantra, Chris. We want to be informative, entertaining, and funny. And yeah. I, think, I think we found three people who are going to be really informative, really entertaining, and really funny from three very different backgrounds, but three people who have very deep roots and connections to the city, which for me, first and foremost, that was the biggest priority of all. I did not want to bring in a morning show from somewhere else who was going to come in here and tell us how we are supposed to feel about our teams. Didn't want that. No, makes perfect sense. And the other change that was announced was, the show will start at 6, but we're remaining live and local at 5 a.m. with a very special program. Yeah, I think this is a really cool opportunity for Dylan Matthews. And I want to you know, just say, we as brand managers, we joke around all the time. We never really have any original ideas. We just steal ideas from other people. So <laughs> Mike Eskin up at WFAN, I'm stealing your idea. Uh, you know, he, and by the way, I think this started before Spike. WFAN in New York, which I think Alan we Jerry, all yeah. As, 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 I think we all look at it as kind of the gold standard for what we do in our industry uh, as a, a sports talk station. They, many years ago, uh, took that 5 a.m. to 6 o'clock hour and um, used it as an opportunity for their morning show producer to get to host an hour. And I, I think that's a really, really good idea. Um, as we have talked about on this program before, as we've talked about in this office that I sit in right now, it's my job to identify and develop the next generation of hosts on this radio station because, you know, father time is undefeated and we're going to get to a point where we're going to have to find the next generation. And I really believe our next generation of hosts start with you, Chris and Abe Gordon and Dylan Matthews and, uh, you know, Dylan, because he's going to be producing the morning show, we'll have an opportunity now to, host from 5 to 6 a.m. every day. It'll be kind of in a condensed version of the hometown take show that he does on weekends. I think Dylan has great energy. I mean, that that's the one thing you're going to really get with this radio station now from 5 a.m. all the way through to 11 p.m. is energy. And, and Dylan's going to set the tone with that energy. And then you're going to have Tiffany, Mike, and Bo, who are going to be really passionate, really energetic, Steak, obviously. I mean, it, that speaks for itself. Um, you know, Andy and Randy have great energy. Carl and Mike have great energy. John Chuckery, about as passionate as it gets on the radio. So you're going to get a lot of energy. But, you know, I think Dylan understands that he has a very important job to help a lot of our listeners start their day. Commute times have changed dramatically since the pandemic. A lot of people are starting work earlier in the day. Many people now are commuting longer distances, and we've seen this in the audience data. That you know, there's just as many people listening at 5 a.m. 
as there are at 8 p.m. So think of how many people are out and about and on the road at 8 p.m. It's a lot. So, you know, we have an audience that we want to make sure that we're we're capturing and entertaining and, and informing at 5 a.m. And I, I think Dylan's going to do a great job with that. I think we would be remiss if we if I didn't at least take a minute to shout out my guy, Bo Morgan, because as we talk about on this podcast, this is a brutal industry, Mike. Yeah. And Bo is somebody, to peel back the curtain a little bit, who has grinded in this industry for years and years and years. And to see him get to the point now where he's ascended to not only being a co-host of the morning show, but having uh, programming responsibilities as the assistant brand manager for 92.9 The Game and his work for the Falcons. It's really a testament to staying the course and riding through the wave that can be the hard times in this industry and years and years of hard work paying off. And now he gets to reap the rewards of that. And as someone who's now worked with him for over the past two years, I couldn't be happier for him and to see his new expanded role. Yeah, I'm happy for him too. I, I want to be clear though, and everything you've said is correct, Chris, but you know, Bo isn't getting this opportunity because this is some kind of lifetime achievement award. I mean, I, I no, no, no. I put Bo on this show because for two reasons. I know if he's involved, he's not gonna let it fail because he's such a hard worker. I mean, you you've seen that. Um I think Dukes and Bell could attest to that. I mean, he's such a hard worker. He's going to do everything he can to make sure this the show is accomplishing its objectives and staying on track. But more than anything else, Bo is really entertaining. Um, and we see this a lot when, you know, we're out at Falcons training camp or we're, we're up at Hooters doing a Dukes and Bell remote or uh, you know, Twin Peaks or anything like that, it amazes me to see how many people gravitate to Bo. <laughs> Not necessarily Carl and Mike, but gravitate to Bo. And I think it's because Bo has engaged with so many people on social media over the years. But I think Bo is a really funny guy. Uh, he's a very unique person that I think is very relatable to a segment of our audience. You know, that segment of our audience that loves to go play golf and have a couple pops on a Saturday morning, you know, or watch a race or go fishing or, you know, really do a deep analytical dive into something football related. You know, that segment of our audience, that's Bo. Not to mention he's from here. He's, you know, he's he's been here from day one uh, in Atlanta, went to Kennesaw State. That's another thing, by the way. Yeah, I love the fact that, you know, with Tiffany, we have someone who went to Georgia State hosting on our radio station. We have Bo now, Kennesaw State. We obviously have quite a few hosts who went to UGA. Um, you know, Mike went to Alabama. Like, again, kind of a cross-section of our audience. Think about that. Think of how many uh, people who listen to us on a daily basis have gone to these schools. I, I like the fact, again, that we're reflecting that. But, no, Bo's on this show because he's informative, entertaining, and funny. And he's going to engage in debate. And uh, that's for damn sure. Right. And, and, <laughs> and honestly, you know, I, I think there are times where you turn on this radio station and you hear a lot of agreement. And that's okay. But I think the debate can sometimes be a little more entertaining. So I have no doubt that Bo is going to jump in with both feet and, and not be combative but he's going to very much advocate for his opinions in the same way that he advocates for Atlanta team. So 
it, it is by no means a lifetime achievement award that Bo is on this show. He's on it because I think he's going to add a lot to it. Yeah. So how much um, collaboration did you have with the team in forming what is going to be sort of the nucleus of the new show? Yeah. We've been working on it a lot over the last month. We're, we're really, really working on it now, now that it's been announced. I mean, it's tough. Before you announce it, you have to kind of um, – how do you say it? Like you're trying to keep everything a secret. So you have to be very, very selective in where and when you meet and the types of things you discuss. And, and then there's a lot of official things that need to be done before you can even start a show. And mm-hmm. that, that limits the amount of work you can do. But there, there's been a lot of uh, creativity, I think, coming out of that group. And, and basically what I'm trying to do, Chris, is just say, hey, look. You've got three hours. These are the things that I recommend you try to do in those three hours. Ultimately, it's your call because it's your show. But here are the things that I think would be entertaining for our audience. Now let's, you know, kind of put the puzzle pieces together and see if we can make that work. And they've been working really, really hard on that. I'm just trying to make suggestions here and there and guide them. You know, the name of the show, Morning Shift, that's something they came up with. I, I provided some suggestions. They they felt strongly about Morning Shift, and, and that's what we're going to do. I'm, I, I, you know, had some other ideas, but that's okay. Like, again, I'm here to serve them and just make sure they have everything they need to, to be in the best position to win. I'm not going to tell them what to do because I trust them. Um, so all that being said, there's been a lot of collaboration. There's been a lot of meetings. There's been a lot of dinners. Uh, you know, we really have the hammer down now over the next couple of days as we try to kind of polish this into a final product. Um, but there again is where Dylan as the producer and Bo, who's been in a producer chair before, they really are doing a lot of that work with me just trying not to hover, if that makes sense. <laughs> nothing worse yeah, than never want nothing to be worse. No, yeah. don't want to hover. Nothing worse than a boss that hovers. You mentioned the three unique personalities. Uh, What was it about each one to you individually that drew you to them? Yeah. Well, let's start with Tiffany. I mean, she's someone that I have respected for a very long time, uh, dating back to when she worked for NFL Network and was covering the NFC South. Um, I always thought that her on-camera presence was – really the best of anyone in that reporter pool with the NFL network. I saw firsthand the way that she developed relationships within the Falcons. Dan Quinn, I know felt very, very uh, strongly about her. I know a lot of the players really, really respected her. So I had an opportunity when I was covering the Falcons and doing Falcons games to kind of watch her, uh, you, you know, work her craft sitting next to her really had a lot of respect for her just through that. And then as I watched her ascend through ESPN, where now she's one of their top sideline reporters on college football games in the XFL. I mean, she did the Rose Bowl last year. She did the Fiesta Bowl this year, which was a playoff game. You know, Tiffany's someone who I think very, very soon, if not this season, is going to be doing the top game on ESPN. That's I mean, how cool is that for us? Yeah. She works for us. Like, it, it it's um it's a little bit surreal in a way to think that that someone 
with that kind of journalistic background, who is just a shooting star right now at the biggest sports network on the planet, uh, is going to be working for us. Amazing. And our audience is going to benefit. So that that's cool. We we have like a a we have a person on the show who brings the journalists perspective. Journalists. Okay. Now here comes Mike Johnson with the athletes perspective. Mm-hmm. Mike's a heck of a nice guy. Number one, I, I think he, he's going to strike you as um, maybe the most charismatic of the three on the show, and one of the largest human beings I've ever seen in my entire well, he, life. He used to be a lot larger. <laughs> yes, uh, he, he used to be a lot larger. But if you don't know Mike's story, I mean he um, he was, uh, I think, a four year starter at Alabama captained the national championship team in 2009 for Nick Saban, went to the Falcons, uh, was a consistent starter on the offensive line, mainly a tackle for a couple of years, actually caught a touchdown pass as an eligible tackle against the Saints, caught a Matt Ryan touchdown pass, uh, suffered probably one of the gnarliest training camp injuries I have ever seen personally in 2013, which unfortunately I think cut his career a little bit short. But from there, Mike has has really kind of applied himself in different ways in broadcasting in this market and in Birmingham, Alabama as well, and also in coaching. Uh, you know, he, he was coaching up at Lasseter High School this past year. He One of his, um, you know, protégés, if you will, is uh, going to play ball at Georgia Tech this mm. fall. So Mike's got the, the, the perspective of someone who played for the Falcons, who's been a pro athlete, who's been a big-time college athlete. Um, obviously, he'll have great insight on the NFL and college football, but also he's a new dad, you know, uh, and he, okay. you know, relatively new husband. And, um, you know, he's got a really, really beautiful family that I know he's going to talk a lot about. Very much into NASCAR. Very much into... A lot of different lifestyle things that I think we're going to be talking about a lot on the radio station. So you've got a journalist, you've got an athlete, and then you have Bo. And then you have a squid billy. Then you have Bo. So <laughs> I, got it. I mean, again, three people from three very different backgrounds who I think are going to lend three very different perspectives. But what unites all of them is that they're Atlanta people and that they're hopefully informative, entertaining, and funny. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you're not going to get this type of access anywhere else, folks. This is why we do the off-air podcast. You got from the horse's mouth, the head honcho, a deep dive, an inside look, unfiltered into the process of where we are with our brand spanking new morning show. I know I cannot wait for that first day to turn on my radio at 5 a.m. and listen to the hometown take followed by the new morning show. Mike, congratulations. I am excited. I know everyone at the radio station was a buzz yesterday. Everyone's popping into the studio during Dukes and Bell. What do you think? They sound good. They sound good. What do you think? And I couldn't be happier as a representative of 92.9 as well. Stay tuned. More news could be coming down the pike. You never know. We're uh, we're a station on the rise. We're a station that uh, the people need to be listening to, and you never know what that reason is going to be. All right. For the head honcho, Mike Conti. Follow him at Mike Conti 929. I am Chris Thomas at C Thomas Radio. We will talk to you guys soon.